Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week for our final episode, we've got Ben Brinkerhoff here to talk about retirement and how much you need to save. Ben, welcome back. Thank you. So we've got some a media release hot off the press. What have we got to talk so about? It's actually ben? released today. Mm. You know, at least when we're filming, um, this is the Mass University Tyrant spending guidelines mm. and what it does is it basically looks at the household economics survey mm. and what people in different types of cohorts spend and then it basically projects that adds inflation onto it and, yeah. and kind of gives us a sense of what people actually do spend in retirement which is incredibly useful to know yeah i, I think one of the reasons that i have a job is because the number's different for everybody, right? Yeah. It's not one size fits all, but it's really important to have these conversation starters mm. and going, you know, if you want the bare minimum, if you want something a little bit nicer, this is what it looks like. And Mike, I don't know if you can recall what we did about a year ago, but we actually spoke about these numbers last year and also in uh, relation to KiwiSaver balance. Yeah, and I think my sentiment at the time when we're talking about a no-frills retirement is that it, there was it was not not no frills it was just no uh, <laughs> so it was a no retirement yeah. yeah yeah but you know the no frills retirement is based on the cohort from the 20% to the 40% yeah. of people what people actually spend it's not even talking about from 0 to 20 yeah. i think from 0 to 20 people are basically just spending government mm. uh, new zealand super and that's it yeah right? mm. um so it's a, it's a notch above that and that's actually scary yeah that you have 40% of our population that is spending so little, mm -hmm. um, kind of just subsistence. It's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah, and there was a, I think it was um, 60 Minutes or um, Sunday did a uh, kind of a series on it a few months ago where it was poverty and retirement and people who were effectively trapped uh, and had nothing to spend, couldn't do anything, were you know, skipping meals just to try and, you know, and it, just, it, was, it was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was miss. Thank you for taking me back to that mindset. Yes. That was <laughs> but it was, it was a tough watch. It's, it's, it's a truth. And, and one of the things that this uh, report pointed out was inflation has very much affected mm. our seniors because uh, where inflation hit the hardest over yeah. the last 12 months, at least this report was, I think through June was in food. Yeah. Right. And a food makes up a lot of budget for mm. these for uh, for this cohort of our population. Uh, food inflation was like twelve percent or something yeah. like this. So um, it's it's the staples, yep. right? That everyone needs. It's not it's not even like I can't go without food. I can maybe go without entertainment or a little bit. Maybe I can go a little bit without culture. Yeah, but I can't go without eating. Mm. And that's where inflation was was hitting hard. Yeah, mm. yeah. So cost of living. I mean, pretty much everybody is feeling it, but everybody's sick of talking about it. Um, let's go through the numbers. So if you live, if you're a two person household and live in a main center in 2023, you need to have $831,000 to fund a choices lifestyle. So 831 last year, it was 755,000. Mm -hmm. And if you're a couple, um, in the provinces, you'd need $539,000 last year, it's $480,000. Gents, they are some big jumps. They are some big jumps, like uh, seriously significant. And and here's the thing: that's what you would need if you had that today, today, mm. right? If you're if you're talking, if you're 50, you know, 
you, you need way more than that because yeah. between now and the next 15 years, there's going to, inflation is going to tick that number. If, if it jumped by that much last year, what's it going to be 15 years from now? Yeah. So the number that you got to project for is not 800,000. It's in the millions. Right? Yeah. If you want to have a choices lifestyle, which again, isn't lavish, mm-hmm. but it just gives you some optionality with, with what you spend a little bit of spending on culture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the difference between no frills and choices I mean, pretty straightforward, but like in terms of this paper, what like very loosely, what's the definition, the difference? Well, the, the difference in of choices is that I look at the New Zealand uh, uh, population of people 65 and older, and I break them into spending uh, quintiles. So zero to 20, 20 to 40, 40, 60, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. The choices is the 60 to 80th percentile. Okay. Yeah. Now, they tend not to like to look at the ends because mm. there's outliers. Mm. We know that there's people that are in awful poverty and there's people that are spending lavishly and most people can't relate to either of those yeah. two cohorts. Mm. So basically you take those two uh, people that are affecting those two quintiles out and I just look at the 20 to 40 and I look at the 60 to 80 mm. and the choices is the 60 to 80. So really you're spending more than the majority of people do. And yeah. that's affording you... Um, some more money to spend on holidays and on culture and on shows and on restaurants and things like this. Well, that's really just not an option in your no frills, right? Which is you described as your no lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I mean, they're scary numbers. They're big numbers. What do do people do about it? They're not scary. They're totally achievable. Mm. I think think we have let ourselves down in this country. You guys talked last time about KiwiSaver and about, you know, if you do KiwiSaver right, you can fund your retirement yeah. with KiwiSaver, and very few people do. In fact, I hate to say this, I've never met anyone that has. I've never met, I, the last person I talked to had was doing most of the right things. They were putting away 8%. They, they, don't, they didn't even know they are putting away 8% because they had just adjusted their lifestyle, so that was like comfortable for them. Mm. But they were in the wrong KiwiSaver, in the wrong asset allocation. <laughs> Um, they were in an expensive KiwiSaver who I won't name, right? Because I don't want any blacklisting. This Rhymes thing. with. No. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? But, and they were, uh, they, they invested in the KiwiSaver for convenience, not based on what's best. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they were um, in an allocation which is inappropriate for their age profile. Mm. And if they, got, if they just got those two things right, right? And the person was uh, in like, I think 40 years old exactly. Mm. Mate, they this this done yeah so that, this conversation of you're not in the no uh frills you're, you're choices, in the choices yeah. or you i actually might even be in the top quintile yeah. yeah by just getting a couple things right it's not hard so few people do it it's a yeah. tragedy mm. you know we new zealand is relying i don't want to pontificate but new zealand's relying on kiwi saver mm-hmm. and we've just foisted this on our population saying you guys figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's very few people getting advice. Yeah. Very few people getting advice. You know, when you look at the numbers, I'm talking maybe 3%. Mm-hmm. And even if those 3% are getting advice, most of them aren't even getting advice. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm taking the main thing that's meant to fund Kiwi's retirement. The most of them are just kind of like blithely going, oh, yeah, I think Kiwi Saver is going to sort it. Yep. And actually, very few people are doing it appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's got to change. I think it will change in the next 15 years as advisors like yourselves and others take a stronger interest in this going, mm. this is people are relying on this. We got to get this right. Um, but nevertheless, you can't just take these numbers and be, um, and be guided by them. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. Um, because what you spend, has got to be based on the lifestyle you want, not the lifestyle you end up with, mm. 
but the lifestyle that you want. Yeah, and I think in terms of the numbers, like $830,000, you go is a really big number and we are designed to be like, if it's too hard, that's not achievable, I'll put my head in the sand, while everything is about small, consistent steps over time. And if you, like you said, you get your KiwiSaver right, you do some contributions, you get your, you know, your biggest asset by far is your income and how you channel that to pay down debt, grow wealth in whatever way you're going to do it. You know, it's amazing what people can do over five or 10 years. And if you've got, say, that example of the 40-year-old, you've got 25 years to work with, $800,000 will be be easy. But people go, that's a huge number. I can't do it. Yeah, exactly. So we, so we, we despise the day of small things, right? You know? And uh, we were kind of looking for maybe the Hail Mary pass, if I can use an American football term, mm, right? But yeah. actually, it's just the consistent doing the small things well, yep. which we talked about in our last episode a little bit. That's going to get you here. These, these numbers are absolutely achievable. The question that, that I think very few people can articulate, I mean, very, very few, is, hey, you know, for the lifestyle that you want, now, most people don't even know that. It's a lifestyle that I want. Like, that's just, yeah. that's too big of an idea yeah. altogether there. But for the lifestyle that you want, what do you actually, what are you aiming for, yeah. right? Um, it's like we're in a boat going somewhere, but we don't even know what the destination yeah. is. We don't even know we're dressing for cold weather or hot weather, right? Mm. So When we'll get there. Yeah, so I mean, my question for advisors often is, hey, how do you actually help someone mm. even know what they want or what they should be aiming for? Cool, and without making this a, a big like plug for kind of what we do and that sort of thing, because you can take this and implement it yourself if that's what you decide to do, It's not about how much money you have, more money in the bank, more properties, any of that. It's all about what do you want? What are your goals? Where are you living? Who are you spending time with? At what ages are you doing it? And it's very easy to wrap numbers around that. So we talk a lot about SMART goals. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Setting goals around what you want for your future and then putting some numbers around it. And it's very easy to go, Instead of 830,000, here's your number for the lifestyle that you want to live. And, and what, where, are you, where are you going to be with your debt by that time? Mm. How, is it going to be paid down? Yeah. Is it not going to be paid down? Sometimes you sat with, sat with someone, they can't even do that. And I, I understand why they can't do it. But you, you just say, okay, this is how much you make now. I can see you put this towards your, uh, your mortgage. You save this much into your KiwiSaver and other types of savings. And this much is going to your kids. So... This is kind of what you spend on yourself. Mm. Is that comfortable? Yeah. Is that good? Or mm. is that like, is that not enough? Mm. What are you missing? On, are, you, are you denying yourself some of the things that you want because, you know, money's got to go these other places, right? And you start with that and say, well, gee, if that's good, then let's aim for that. I'll multiply that by 12, yeah. right? And just say, that's a starting place. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, maybe not where we want to end up, but it's a starting place. Mm. Or they might say, yeah, you know what? I'm, I feel a little bit pinched and uh, I'm not taking anything holidays as I want. I'm not really going out to dinner as much as I'd like or something along those lines. So I say, well, okay, let's just figure out what that costs. So, so people don't know what they want sometimes, but they know where they are. Yeah. And you say, well, let me tell you where you, let me start with where you are and whether that feels good or that feels like, like you're not actually achieving the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. Another really good one is around if you won Lotto tomorrow. What would you do? How would you how would you spend your time? Would you keep working? And the reason you ask that question is kind of working out are they getting satisfaction in the job that they have? What kind of house you're living in? All of those sort of things. And then you build like the dream life. And then you go, because the thing is, the dream life, like the 
we've won lotto lifestyle is completely possible it's just are you willing to sacrifice yeah. enough to get that thing and then if you go cool this is what you'd have to do and you go oh i don't want to sacrifice that amount and then you try and find balance between the two and the whole negotiating between current you and future you to make sure i mean i think a big part of what a financial advisor job um advisor's job is is around clarity yeah. making sure you 100 percent understand the different scenarios the way things will play out the different options at play and you can make the decision that's right for you i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more this is my experience is that the real skill of financial advisor the thing that they have to be able to do well um and if you're working with financial advisor this is the thing you're, you need your financial advisor to be really good at is figuring out for you what you want. There's a real skill in that mm. because my experience is if you don't know what you want, you're not going to be disciplined to stay the journey. 100%. Discipline requires vision and vision requires desire, right? And so, but people are afraid. I think there's something psychological about this. I'm afraid to put out into the universe, hey, this is what I want. And I, it's kind of like ever, ever come out of university, when you came out of university, I'm just imagining what you're saying. We're going to say in response to this. <laughs> Come out of university and, 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 and your buddy asks you, hey, how do you do on your exam? And you're, you know, I guess, oh, I think I, I think I was all right. I yeah, think yeah, I passed, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I would say that even if I thought, yeah. and then I aced that. Yeah. Because mm. I'm not going to tell him yeah. that I'm acing it. Because what if I what if I didn't? Yeah. And I look like, a, like, a, like an idiot. Yeah, I've done that right? before. Yeah. <laughs> So you learn by experience, yeah. some of us. Yeah. yeah. And so what Not happens really. when someone asks you your goals, you're like, ah, no, yeah. what? You know, if I actually, if I say it, mm. if I put it out there, what happens if I don't get there, mm. right? And so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid of that question. I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to muddle, kind of muddle my way through. Mm. And the result of that is often... Uh, mediocrity or for too much of our population New Zealand, way too much no frills mm. it's just unacceptable yeah. that 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 so much of our population is living on this kind of no frills lifestyle yeah and a financial advisor has to be able to have enough skill to walk someone through bravely mm. through that process of knowing what they want because then we can create a strategy Mm. And the strategy needs to be adaptable to markets. Hey, markets went better or worse than we expected. Hey, we're going to update our strategy. Or your lifestyle changed in ways you couldn't anticipate with your children, with your marriage, with, with, with your job. And our strategy is going to adapt with that. We, we can't know those things with certainty. Mm. But what we can do is have a relationship where we're updating based on what your life and what the markets are doing. But all starts with knowing what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a really good action is making sure you've got those goals listed down. And once again, you put them into the universe as a starting point is a really strong. I mean, how many times have we seen somebody actually say something and then the, the wheels start moving pretty quickly? Oh, all the time, right? I think it's kind of a side piece of this as well as for, for a lot of Kiwis, it's the access to financial advisors and financial advice. They have it in their head that, millionaires have financial advisors and other people don't i think it, people need to get over that hurdle as well of speaking to a financial advisor let's say a plan costs you two thousand dollars over the long run if you implement it well that will be the best investment you ever make it's the best mm. two thousand dollars you could ever spend if you think i'm not a millionaire why would i speak to a financial advisor why would they be interested in my $80,000 salary, you are completely wrong. It is about making sure you have a plan. And it's again, starts with those goals and working backwards from there. Yeah, cool. Very well said. Uh, ben, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Please give us a sub, a review and a like, and we will catch you next time. Cheers.